I'm delighted today to introduce you to the sixth in our series on optimizing health and happiness for humans and new animals with my special guests, Dr. Timo Tastadar and Lance Schuttler. So in the first episode, podcast four, we discussed what is health and how can we optimize it? We then went on to discuss what is happiness. In the third episode, we had discussed the important subject of how our choices affect our health and happiness. In podcast six, we discussed the placebo and nocebo effects and mind over matter. And last week in podcast seven, we looked at epigenetics and nutri-epigenetics. So today we're rounding up this series by looking at how we create the life we love. There's so many ways to do this, and hopefully this discussion will really add to our understanding and empower us to make great choices, to realize how much control we have over our health and happiness, and how to have fun in the process. Once again, I love the different perspectives that both Lance and Timo bring to the discussion. A few of the key takeaways from this episode are that fortune favors the brave, so do not be afraid to make brave decisions. Objective self-assessment is key and find what you love and do more of it every day. Being authentic to yourself and aligning your actions with your core beliefs and experiences trump possessions every time. For the other key takeaways, please see the description under the video. So sit back, enjoy with an open mind, Stay curious and stay free. And very importantly, please do let us know what you think in the comments or the reviews. Thank you. Right. Well, I am delighted to be back for our sixth and final in the series today of optimizing health and happiness. And today we're going to be bringing everything all together and talking about our top tips for creating the life you love. Um, so this is the sixth in our series. So if you haven't listened to on your favorite podcast platform or watched on YouTube, the pre- previous five, please do go back and have a listen to those because they all link together, but they all add different levels of detail. But before we get into our subject today, let me introduce for the final time in this series, hopefully not forever, my two guests that you should be used to hearing from now. So we have Lance Shuttler, graduated from the University of Iowa with a bachelor's degree in health science. He's the CEO and owner of Ascent Nutrition, a unique holistic nutrition company. We all love your products, Lance. Lance is also a contributing health and wellness author at the Epoch Times, and his work includes the topics of regenerative agriculture, resource-based economies, and quantum technologies. And Timo Tastata is a veterinarian with a doctorate degree in equine cardiology. Timo has worked extensively in the equine and pet food and supplement industries in production, formulation and consultation. And he specializes in animal physiology. Timo has a broad experience in rehabilitation and nanomedicine for horses and pets and is known for his ability to break down complicated scientific data and concepts. We'll be testing on that today, Timo. (laughs) Timo prefers natural solutions as much as possible, prioritizing long-term functional solutions to avoid the drastic, unwanted side effects associated with short-term results. And for those of you that don't know me, I'm Catherine Edwards. I'm a biologist and a holistic health practitioner for animals and humans. And very much like Lance and Timo, I really concentrate on natural solutions to bring the mind, body and species back in balance for whatever species you're dealing with. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation today, and I hope everyone can take some good tips. And we're going to be pulling all the information together and really going through what stood out for us about how we all create the life that we really love. So, Timo, let's start with you today. Obviously, we've been talking a lot about health and happiness. And one of the things that you've been really good at drawing our attention to is objective self-assessment, whether we're talking about for us as humans or whether we're dealing for our animals. What's really stood out for you and what points would you really like to bring home to people about that? Um, I heard someone uh, saying, I don't remember. I'm just going to quote it. 
but um, the history and the fortune favors the brave and the bold. So for me, this is super important because um, if you do proper self-assessment, you know your weaknesses and your strengths and you accept them as they are and not important if you want to change them or not, but if you, if you know who you are, then um, the chance of being happy is very high because you can be bold and totally brave in what you're doing if you know where your limits are or what you can do and what you cannot do. And I think uh, when I listen to Lance a lot, um, or, or Sir, Sir Lance a lot, Lance a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when I listen to Lance, I realize that um, how much he's um, into this idea of you doing your stuff. And funny enough, I am actually someone who always does his stuff. And I don't really care much about the norms or what people think. Or I like when people think positive about me, of course, like everyone. But if you have anything to say to me, it's good on you. You tell me what you want, but uh, you don't expect me to change because you told me something. And or I just don't like to do things that people want from me because just they want it. And uh, I think that's part of my happiness. There's just don't give um, any tools about what people want. And that's not true for everyone because some people are more social than me. I'm more of a wild animal. Some people like to be more social. I'm more of a tiger and some people love to be more of a horse. And uh, for them, it's important to know what you want, what really makes you happy. Uh, in a sense that if you seek for validation and it's important for you, do things that bring you the most validation without sacrificing your freedom. Because as the bird behind me tells, freedom is the biggest asset you have. Like not, nothing else can compare to it. And uh, not important if you are ill, if you are healthy, if you are strong, if you are weak, if you are intelligent, if you're stupid, not, it doesn't matter. As long as you can do what you want to do in a frame that fits to everyone, doesn't disturb anyone or doesn't harm anyone, then that's your ticket. That's why I think history and fortune favors the brave and the bold. Lawrence, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, Timo, I loved every word of that, truly. That was powerful. What a way to begin this episode. Um, I, I really, uh, truly believe those words, Timo, in that when we do what's right for us, uh, of course, being aware of how it's going to affect others. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, when we know deep in our heart, you know, what a, a decision is that we have to make, you know, left or right. As an example, we know when we know what's right and we do that, uh, we're setting the trajectory of our own course and we're creating our own reality and our own uh, sense of freedom and and like true freedom. And that really does, you know, like when you were, you were describing that Timo freedom, you know, I was feeling, what does that feel like? And, you know, we all have felt that in some ways. And, you know, part of what we've been talking about is using the mind with our creation and how to tap into the mind. And, you know, that, that ties into the feeling of what we're feeling. So if we're thinking about what, what really makes us happy and we can tap into that literal feeling of freedom or happiness or whatever it is, then we're not only present in that moment of that freedom and happiness, but we then also actually create it to come in our future. Yeah, I mean, being authentic and knowing yourself, I mean, it's such a cliche, isn't it? The saying, know yourself. But the more you delve into this work, whether it's looking at the spiritual side of things, the quantum side of things, the health, the pure health side of things, the more you know and understand yourself and the more you realise we've talked a lot throughout this series about how powerful we have with the choices we are to create our own reality. And I think, you know, for me, a lot of this stems to really being authentic to yourself, because when you're living out of authenticity to yourself, it affects every aspect of your being, doesn't it? Yeah. And nobody wants to eat bland food. So what you might think, what's the connection? The connection is that if you are a bland person, try to fit in every situation and try to keep low and, and then you're invisible. And an invisible person is impossible to 
um, go through the social life. It's not possible. So if you are invisible to everyone, you can talk or scream, nobody will listen to you. So, and if if you if nobody is interested in who you are, what you do, or nobody wants to, um, how do you say it, accommodate you in that sense, in your social environment, then you are no one and nobody wants to be no one. So you have to be brave and bold. You have to uh, accept that you might be spicy or you might be too sweet or you might be any type of taste that is a taste though, because someone we want some some people like spicy, some people like sweet, some people, are, but nobody loves bland. So mm -hmm. no one loves it. It's important, isn't it, to know your role and where you fit in and what your aspirations are, Lance, because it doesn't matter what species you're talking about. Um, knowing your role and what you're here to do and be authentic to yourself is really at the crux of so much of this, I think. Yeah, I agree. And I think we're all, um, well, I don't want to say all, but many are still searching, like, what is it that we want to do or be? And I think that's a great thing because it's not only biologically built into us, but spiritually, mm -hmm. uh, you know, from a higher order that this is built into us to to push forward, to seek, to explore, to strive for something new. And, you know, we all have that. But the more we can actually tap into that and understand what is it that we truly want, then we become very clear on that and when we're clear with our intentions and clear with our actions, thoughts, and words, then that's what is created. We talk a lot about, you know, humans talk a lot about having in a purpose. Um, and I think you mentioned they're striving for things. And there's nothing like that sense of satisfaction of setting yourself a target and achieving it. I mean, most humans don't get much satisfaction, in my experience, from being rewarded for something that they feel they don't really deserve or, or haven't put any effort on. How important do you think that is, Timo? Well, you can see that with the animals too. So when the effort is there and you have the result, that's the best thing you can have. That's why I think uh, people should not think that um, now I'm a grown-up and it's time to stop playing and searching. Because you can see this with a lot of retired people, actually. So they realize, okay, everything I did, I did. Now what? And they start to go around the world, try to see things and um, try to do things they should have done already 40 years ago. But they couldn't then because their mindset was having is more important than doing. And... Uh, and getting is more important than experiencing. So this is real for many people that um, the target of their happiness depend on outside things instead of their own experience. And But the happiness is in the experience. Not important if it's working on something, doing something, but the results of your effort, the experience of the effort and the result is what makes you happy. For instance, um, if you train every day to become stronger, to run under 10 seconds, let's say, and you suddenly run under 10 seconds, your 100 meters, nobody can make you happier than that moment. Not important how much money, how, nothing can make you more happy. Because in that moment, you did something on yourself. You are the machine. You are the person who fought for it and made it. And I think this is this self expression of your own soul it's there there's maybe with dance and music but nothing else can really express yourself more than your effort so what you do is is you does it make any sense your effort is you and there, there's nobody can change that it's like it, you have your imprint on it your signature on it because this is your effort and um if you want to own things that they bring you um happiness then it's uh, your own achievement overcoming things that you thought maybe it's hard to overcome or not possible to overcome and uh, for instance learning languages some people can talk many many languages and they really love the hurdle or let's say the obstacles of um, cognitive uh, structures to overcome it and learn it and suddenly when they start to talk the new next language they are like a new person and I really love it. I love it also to watch it uh, with my children, how they really 
don't don't give uh, any attention to anyone else and do everything to learn the things they want to learn and do the things they want to do and overcome the problems they want to overcome like jumping higher or building something that is too tall it's they are building lego structures you know that's going to fail you know you can see it it's not balanced right they, they still it breaks and they still do again 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 till it doesn't fall anymore and i think this is what we miss now because we have the time pressure and the money pressure all the time and we don't do things anymore till they really succeed uh, or we are happy with how it is now so we have to give up or people tell us to give up all the time so i stopped telling my children that is unstable because i know they want to try it anyway right You've got to let people try, haven't you, and build their own resilience, Lance, because, you know, you've spoken a lot throughout this series about, um, you know, the physical side of things. And we need to um, put friction. We need to work those muscles, whether it's your mental muscles or your physical muscles. And that's what gives you a sense of achievement. But no, no physical being of whatever species has been put on this planet, in my opinion, to sit there and do nothing. We're all sitting there to to work for what we've got <laughs> except sloths <laughs> i don't know i don't know have you seen the muscles on those sloths i would disagree with that i've looked at their arm muscles and they're pretty meaty actually <laughs> i would i'd like to see you in an arm wrestle with one but you know lance where where do you get a lot of your satisfaction from that striving how does that work out for you uh so i really like exercise and uh, you know, playing, so like playing football or playing catch, playing basketball, um, you know, Frisbee, something like that, really pushing myself and doing that. But with exercise as well, strength training and combining that with play and, you know, different sorts of activities, that's really uh, beneficial for me to not only like let off stress and, and release, but, you know, build build strength and resiliency and feel a sense of freshness and newness you know we've all or you know those who have went through a really intense workout physically has felt you know the strain afterwards but also the euphoria after it and how good that feels and then you know depending on how well you sleep sometimes it does make you sleep better uh, and then, you know, you can wake up refreshed in the morning. So that's a really good way for me that I do. And then of course, with, you know, the work that I'm doing, setting goals and reaching those goals and seeing things come into physical manifestation of things that were just once ideas. Um, so really seeing that and experiencing that is uh, a lot of the things that I'm doing right now. Yeah, fantastic. Now, throughout this series, we've spoken quite a lot about the importance of understanding the difference between the subconscious mind and the programs that run often without a lot of conscious awareness for those that affect a lot, the, a lot of the habits that people run their lives by. So let's have a little chat about habits and consistency and how important that is in terms of, you know, creating the life that you love. Start with you on that one, Timo. Well, I'm an outlier with this, but I'm not a big believer in um, consistency and habits in a sense that um, I don't think that it's good or detrimental for everybody the same way. The reason for it is some people are more spontaneous and they have trouble keeping uh, routines and they need change. I think a lot of people have trouble by just trying to structure their lives too much in the sense that they put too much effort in their daily life and micromanaging everything so much, they have no energy or no time to get out and play, do things, have, have a, how do you say it, a spontaneous joy in something. So I think both of the sides are important, but you have to know who you are for that. So I cannot, I cannot tell for everyone, you need to have a morning routine. You have to have this, you have to have that. because. For some people, this doesn't work. Um, Lance, let's hear your perspective on that first. Um, yeah, I agree that I think not everyone's the same and that clearly people do sometimes thrive better 
in more dynamic or fluid situations. And at the same time, it's clear that, you know, structures and routines do help with certain parameters if someone's wanting to achieve that. So more efficiency or uh, actually building a new habit into their life. If it's something constructive for them and they want to do it, you know, getting into a routine with that, you know, clearly the best way to do it. Uh, And I think that with these routines, you know, I have routines that I do. And I think also that it's healthy if we cycle in and out of routines, you know, it's not that we need to be doing a routine every single day, 365 days a year. Maybe you, you, you are, and that's great and benefiting you. Uh, and it can also benefit someone to switch up routines and have some newness and, you know, maybe they're more energized or focused or enthused about the, this, uh, other sort of routine that replaces one that they were doing. And that brings in more life and vitality then, you know, you definitely want to keep mixing it up. Um, I try to find a good healthy balance of routine and structure while also being flexible to being adaptable. Uh, because, you know, with, with my life, there's things that I need structured and very regimented. And then, you know, I really believe the mind, the human mind needs this freedom and the sense of freedom and sense of spontaneity and, sense of just you know doing things out of the blue uh because we are dynamic and creative beings and having both of that i think is very beneficial and it just sort of depends on what you're wanting to focus on and what you're trying to achieve with that yeah i think my my sort of thoughts on it are that if there's areas in your life that you're not happy with one of the first areas you need to look at is what your habits are because a lot of people get stuck in a rut of doing things that don't serve them and it's very most people find it quite hard to accept some of their habits you know we can all notice them in other people often a lot more than we notice them than ourselves so I think a lot of it is comes back to me to looking at this objective assessment of where you are and you're with yourself with your life and are there areas there that you want to change And if they are there, perhaps look at some of the habits that are no longer serving you and replace them with others. But for me, I don't think of a habit as something you do for life. A habit is something often that you do that you're not necessarily aware of, um, that you're not necessarily conscious of. And if you've got areas of your life which are serving you and everything's going well, then keep doing it. Because if it wasn't, if you weren't doing well, then, you know, and those habits wouldn't be serving you. But if you've got areas of your life, say, for example, your physical health, say you want to lose weight or you want to get fitter or stronger or more flexible, then this consistency needs to come in. Because one of the things I see a lot about why people feel frustrated with themselves and affects their sense of happiness and achievement is this inability to be consistent and put the work in. So for me, I completely agree with what both you said. You've got to look at what's right for you, for what you're trying to achieve at that time. You know, if you've got a newborn baby, being obsessed with habits and routines just is not going to necessarily work for you because it's completely out of your hands. But if you're trying to train for an event, like we've just had the marathon over here, then you might need to have that consistency and build those good habits if you're going to want to achieve a particular goal. Totally agree. Yeah. So what about um, choices? We've talked about a lot about choices and we hear a lot in people's discussions, don't we, about how they often feel that they haven't got choices. And quite often when we delve deeply into that in some of our conversations, we realise that we have got a lot more choice, you know, like our conversation a couple of weeks ago about genetics and epigenetics, et cetera. So talk us through, Lance, what's really stood out for you about the choices and, and what people could really take away from that to help them, you know, create the life they love. Yeah. So it really is as simple as that we have the power to choose every moment of our lives, choose what we think or say or do uh, consciously. You know, of course, there's subconscious programs running, uh, but 
in our conscious life, you know, we can choose and we can choose how to respond to situations. We can choose how to engage with people. We can choose how to interpret things. Uh, it does come down to the power of that. But of course, you know, with choice, it really does like bleed back into what we were just talking about habits and routines, because if we're in a habit and routine, the power of choice, um, often is diminished because it's just then built into the subconscious to just run automatically. Um, so that's the, the power of, you know, becoming present and becoming aware of what we're doing and thinking and saying so that, you know, we can get out of routines if they aren't serving us. But, you know, with choice, I've re I've really been experiencing this and learning this more and more, uh, particularly over the past couple of years of, you know, how to respond. You know, you have the choice to how to respond to, let's say, if you have negative energy being directed at you, you can choose how to respond. And when you actually come from a powerful place, that energy can't affect you. And it actually gets transformed uh, quite incredibly. And, you know, there's d different situations that, um, you know, I've seen that happen and I've experienced that happening. So it's one of those things that the power of choice has really been uh, amplified in my life. And I really love talking about this with people because it empowers a person to know that we actually aren't victims. Yes, we may have went through very hard uh, situations, painful, but we aren't victims if we don't want to be. It is, it is the power of choice. We can override that with a simple thought and that, and trauma can actually go away instantly. Um, there's, there's some, uh, pretty amazing, uh, concepts out there. And these come from a couple of, uh, neuroscientists that I've spoken to about trauma and how their view on it is yes, of course, those situations happen to people, whatever they were, but the trauma isn't real. It's just the thought. And you can actually quantum leap past it by becoming aware that it is just a thought that's being held on to. And of course, you know, deep work and forgiveness and, you know, things like that can be involved to work through it, but it also can be very fast. We can literally shift our perception very quickly. Yeah, it's absolutely fascinating. Timo, what does that raise for you? Well, first of all, I want to say something interesting. You know, tinnitus, right? The yeah. like, extreme ringing in your ear, constant ringing. Uh, one way to totally erase tinnitus is by listening to music that has certain type of frequency that totally erase it, erases that in your brain. So tinnitus is something your brain got a signal and cannot get rid of it. And with types of classical music, you can listen to it and it erases that in your brain. So the tinnitus that you have from constant ringing is gone and it can be gone in a second. Mm. Like you can really have it for years and with the right perception of the right frequency, suddenly your brain says, oh, okay, this is not a problem. Okay, bye. And it's gone. It's, and it's like the same with, with trauma. Uh, and I know it from, from myself because when I think about stuff that I think, but you didn't have to think about it that way. So mm. if you wouldn't think about it that way, that wouldn't be a problem, right? So for instance, somebody comes and uh, curses your family or something. So, so what? Like, go away. <laughs> so what is it? And if you don't, again, if you don't give it, you don't give it and uh, then it's, there's nothing to it. But uh, choices have go, go far uh, more farther than that. For instance, um, your immune system craves for exposure and not for isolation. That means you have to bring new things in so your body learns new things and then you can protect yourself against. And this is actually a perfect mirror to our own life because we like to have rather than not have. And th therefore, we like to isolate rather than not isolate to just keep what we have. Not important which part of our life, material, non-material, not important. So humans are uh, emotional and material hoarders, and you really want to keep what you have, right? But if you look at 
the most successful and and known people that we always think they are magnificent, they are none of this. So they are all out. We call it Alexander the Great. Why? Because he went to, to India with all these people. He, he called great because he was brave or bold enough just to take everyone and go thousands of kilometers away to do whatever he wanted to do. That's why he is the great, not with what he did. And that's why they are who they are. And exposure to everything else, to go out and do stuff, I think that's the power of choice where it is. So you go and do what you choose to do. Your inner feeling towards it is so powerful that you want to go that way. You, you look at two roads, you choose one. You don't choose one because one is wider, one is narrower, one is higher, one is lower. But one is because you want to go there. Your gut says it or you want it. You choose that. And that's a good thing. It's a very good thing because it might bring you things that you normally would never achieve, go to, see, experience, nothing. And in my life, every time I chose things like this, it went always for the better. Never for the worse. Never, ever. But yeah. I think choosing, not choosing uh, against negativity, but choosing positively what you want to do. I think this is the most important thing. Most important thing. You really decide, I want that. That's it. You want it and go for it. What do you think about the concept that, because we've spoken a lot and and particularly you two have spoken a lot today about um, doing what serves you. Now, most humans if it's serving them, there's going to be a bigger community benefit often for it. I mean, we all know there's nothing worse than living or being around someone that's really unhappy in themselves and feeling really restricted. And I've been reflecting on this quite a lot, and I'd really love both of your perspectives about we've got this whole hang up about, you know, often as humans being selfish and without going into too many details, a lot of what people have been brainwashed into doing for the last couple of years has been all sold to them about doing the dutiful thing. But when most people like you were both just saying, feel into their hearts and do what's right for them. Do you think Lance that actually most of the time that's got a bigger community or wider benefit? Yeah, absolutely. Because we're tapping into uh, the all pervasive energy everywhere. You know, you can call this God and call it consciousness. Uh, it really is the same thing and call it love. Uh, God is love. Love is God. We know that. And I mean, that's just simply everything that is. If we tap into that, we make choices based out of that. I believe fully that it has a ripple effect and does benefit others. Um, now again, though, it really does have to be from that pure place and not with any ego or any sort of attachments to it. Um, because then that's when the mind gets involved and can warp things. Um, so I really believe, you know, also in the power of collective thought and intention and synchronized meditations, there's actually quite powerful evidence, uh, that's been brought forth on synchronized meditations throughout the Middle East. Um, there was one done in Israel um, probably 40 years ago now that uh, they ended up publishing it because the results were so profound that they they just accepted that they needed to publish it on what had happened. The amounts of crime was reduced, uh, amounts of you know killings were reduced, uh, theft, all that. And the the study was so well done and executed that they literally conceded to publish it and then said hey we want others to look into this more and then they actually replicated it even beyond that and then there's a um, organization called the institute of noetic sciences and that's actually an organization that spun off of princeton and they take um random number generators that counts zeros and ones and they basically do this really comprehensive like quantum computing and they can actually see a numerical difference in when certain events happen so like the the chart so to speak will will go off the charts or it will read certain data points that show that there's a tension being placed on some sort of event and so they've actually been able to go back in time and, and look at this and um 
really see that major events actually did create a concentration of awareness. Um, quite incredible what this organization has done and the research they have and the people they have behind it. Um, I think they're going to become more and more interesting as time goes on because it's fascinating stuff. Yeah, um, we mentioned that when we were talking about the epigenetics and the placebo and nocebo as well. And that's when I first became aware of their work, really worth people looking it up. Carry on, Timo, what were you about to say? Yeah, I want, I want to say, I think the opposite is also true. So if people are full of negative thoughts, too many, too many negative events, and can also, um, yeah, how do you say, fire more negative events, and more negative thoughts. If you, if you, if you are, let's say, if you are a country, one billion people, and all of them hate one country all the time, I think that negative effect or negative thought can also create some trouble not just a positive one. That's why I think it's important uh, to um, have a positive environment for yourself with your um, personal social um, group. So your positive feeling, each and everyone feeds each other. And that can have an effect on their next group. That is the next circle, so to speak, like an onion, the next one, the next one, the next one, the next one. I think that's a a way to reach really more positive um, society. And I think um, self, self-made self people or people with self-awareness and self-choice create that easily. And you can see this in the country of Netherlands. Now you might think, what the... Netherlands is the company, uh, place that has the most private companies, the most one-person companies, startups. People ooze with happiness there. It's crazy, but they're all happy because they do stuff. And even if they fail, they're okay. And and they do all the time. And when you are there, you feel really positive with people around you. And you don't have to be close friends. You don't have to be, it's like, it feels good because they do stuff in a way that if if you go to anyone and say, hey, I have uh, I have an idea like this. I want to earn money from this. They will say, go for it. You can do this, do this, do this. And suddenly you are, you feel in a way that everybody is actually constantly thinking how to do things. Not how to keep things. Not how to preserve things. Not how to have an easy retirement. But mostly, how can I build up? How can I expand? How can I explore? How can I experience new things? Does it make sense? This positive feeling, you can feel everywhere when you're in the Netherlands with people, like everywhere. And that's very positive because you sit with people and suddenly you, you feel like, yes, people are nice and they want, they are nice. They feel nice. They feel good. So let's talk about then community and um, the need the, to feel that you're contributing socially in some way as a human. How important do you think that is, Lance? Uh, vitally, because I think it's built in to who we are, that we want to feel that we're not only happy ourselves, but contributing to the greater good. You know, many, many of these things, these, you know, psychological operations that have taken place is taking advantage of humanity's inherent goodness and tapping into that and, and twisting it in a way where you can make people do things that they would never do if they were really told what's going on. Um, you can make it sound like it's for the greater good because I mean, it's well known, like we, we are good deep down and we want to do good. Even if we have, you know, bitter darkness on the outside and we're angry deep, deep down, that person is crying out because they want to be happy. They don't want to feel that way. Uh, even if they're making choices consciously to stay that you know it's just a longer path for them but um you know it's inherently built in us to go towards the light mm. so in terms of let's sort of get it to a personal level now um in terms of creating the life you love what are some over the last sort of however many years timo what are you some of the things that you've really learned that work for you some tips that you'd like to share with other people practical things that people can look at doing well sometimes i feel like the best thing you can do is 
keep your steering wheel and don't let anyone interfere with it. So just turn the way you want. And of course, this is not a perfect relationship uh, advice because in relationships, you want to let the other one steer too. But um, for personal growth and happiness, you really have to accept that you are doing to do things now for yourself and you have to do it for yourself. It's, it's, it's not possible to always live for compromise and nobody will be happy with constant compromise. And I don't like the idea that relationships are compromises. Uh, I think in personal life, yes, there are some compromises, but they are just a, just a small part of your decision-making. If your decision-making is constantly uncompromising, uh, and we are not talking about some business, but we are talking about personal life, then uh, I think you're on the wrong path. Because if you cannot do stuff that you like, and your life is constantly stopping you from doing it because of your choices, then you made the wrong choices possibly. And you have to move on somewhere where you can do make your own uh, proper choices again. Mm. What about you, Lance? Um, yeah, having freedom is clearly important. And, you know, some just like things that I've built into my life uh, from tips that I know help is when I go to bed, I'm unplugging the router at night and I'm keeping my phone out of my room and not on Wi-Fi so that I'm not literally, you know, radiating my brain and nervous system and body with uh, harmful EMFs. Because when we're sleeping, that's when we're repairing and recovering. And there's literally no need for that to be on. I mean, if you use it as an alarm, you can still put it on airplane mode and, you know, put it six feet away. And that's, you know, still great. So, you know, getting sleep obviously is so important, but it's something so simple to do. Just unplug the Wi-Fi or put your phone on airplane mode and put it away from your head. Um, so many people can be helped by literally just doing that. Like they'll sleep better and feel better and which has massive repercussions, you know, over time. Um, and then in the mornings I've built in, uh, getting sunlight in my eyes. Uh, even if it's cloudy, the amount of photons that we've talked about still coming through impacts us in many beneficial ways. So getting light in the morning and walking. Even if it's literally just, uh, you know, a minute down the street, that's better than nothing. But getting some sort of movement in the morning. Um, and then also for me, doing, uh, you know, visualization and, you know, affirmation or prayer, whatever you want to call it, and really tuning into what I want and what I'm looking for or, you know, trying to bring those qualities into my life that day. Uh, or at that time. So just really having those simple things has really helped me. And then of course, exercise, um, having consistent exercise and staying consistent with it always helps me to just be happier and healthier all around. And I mean, everyone knows that, but you know, it really is just something as staying consistent with it as you can. Hmm. I would agree with that. I think, you know, certainly for me, you know, the realisation we are in a physical body in this lifetime and therefore we need to look after that. Most of us really look after our cars. We understand you've got to service and regularly change the oil, you know, top up the water, et cetera. And I think, you know, it, for me, I've realised over the years, you get you really do get out what you put into life. So if you are constantly looking for ways and listening to yourself and getting feedback and what does work. So, you know, looking at your nutrition, looking at your sleep, looking at your exercise, looking at your social circle, and also looking at what you're contributing. Because I think from what I've seen, a lot of people, um, yes, absolutely, you've got to be doing things because they motivate and drive you. But actually, when I look at what a lot of people, what does motivate people that, like we spoke about before, often that has a knock-on benefit to other loved ones around them. You know, it's very unusual as a person that has long-term happiness at the cost, at the expense of others. Um, so I think luckily when we are true and authentic to ourselves and we're really 
looking after ourselves in the best possible way. That has a lot of knock-on benefit in terms of what we're able to do to contribute and help others. But also, like you were saying, Lance, energetically, because we carry our energy with us everywhere we go. And if that energy is in a very low vibrational state, that's going to have a knock-on impact on everyone and everything you interact with. So when you look after yourself, I think by the very nature of doing that, you are looking after other people. Um, And I love having conversations like this as well, because I think it's so important to get different perspectives. So just with the three of us, we've seen that, you know, there's so many different things that we all look at, which are priorities for each of us. And as you were saying, Timo, everyone is unique and everyone's going to have their own drivers that are more important to them and that changes as you go through different stages of your life you know you're what makes you happy when you're five is very unlikely to be what makes you happy when you're 50 depends <laughs> i still love my legos i would say but yeah uh, <laughs> that's true that's totally true um the physical aspect is really important i think uh in my answer i wanted to more tell more about our personal choices super important and of course this also includes all the physical aspect of it because i i'm actually too old for it but i still play every thursday two hours straight basketball full court and my heart reaches 180 and my doctor would say don't do it i still do it and i really love it and i cannot just exchange it with anything right now because it feels so good it's it just feels good and even if I'm next day I'm totally knackered, I still l- like it. And I think the cost, we might be maybe too much into the cost of things like, oh, okay, I'm next day, I'm going to be tired. But in that moment, you are on cloud nine. You know, it's important to have, it's important to accept the cost of something. It's important to know that, yes, if you want to have the happiness of hiking, you have to get tired, you have to sweat. It's normal, it's a part of it. and. Too many times we just think about the cost too much and not about the benefit. And we just we, we just say, yeah, but you know, next day I have to work. I don't. Then you don't experience anything. You suddenly become this routine person who just blend. You just you just go to a state that you become um uh snail meat. Bland. Yeah. Doesn't taste like anything. So and I think that's why what Lance said is super important, especially in the morning. Just give yourself a bit of time, wake up properly and see the light and let the light work on you and then stretch a bit and get your, uh, not just coffee, but because I don't drink coffee, but for people who like coffee, um, give yourself a bit of time before you indulge into eating and drinking and, you know, get yourself up first. So get yourself into the gear. So nobody starts the car at the fifth gear. Although Americans don't have too many stick cars, but <laughs> everybody, you know, <laughs> you start the car with the first gear. And uh, if you are very good at the second, but nobody starts the car at the fifth gear. And uh, I think that's an important part of um, letting yourself physically go into the day. Yeah. So we have gone into a lot of these things in lots of other details in episodes one to five. So if you want to hear, you know, more tips in terms of keeping us in these high vibe states, please do go back and listen to the earlier episodes because we go into a lot more detail. Um, Any closing words for you, Lance, before we finish off today? I've really enjoyed this. I, I personally learned so much from both of you. And, you know, me just expressing things in my words, it helps me think about things more. And, um, you know, I'm after these conversations, I just kind of sit there and think for a little while of, you know, everything that we just talked about and try to absorb it. And there's so much. So, you know, I'm definitely excited to go back through and listen to all these, you know, just like basically straight through because we've told I think a really big overarching story of what is important for us on a micro scale, but also macro. And it really does, I think, help us push towards light and um, help us to know ourselves even more. Absolutely. And any final words from you, Timo? Yes, for me, learn to say no. And no is no. So 
I think that's the most important thing. Keep your freedom for yourself. Don't let people just uh, bully you around and learn when to say no and learn when to do yourself something that you really want. Just go for it. Yeah, go for it and learn to say no. I think these are the two important things for me. Brilliant. And for me, my final words of wisdom are life's a journey. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey and enjoying every minute, learning from it. Don't afraid, be afraid to try. And if you perceive something as a mistake, that's fine. So long as you learn from it, then you know how to course correct and get more joy, excitement, health and happiness out of it next time. Well, thank you so much, both of you, um, for joining this. Um well, thank you so much for listening and everyone. Please do go back and watch the other episodes. Let us know what you think on whatever platform you're listening to. And um, take care. Thank you, both of you. Bye. I really hope you enjoyed that conversation. And I hope there's at least one thing that you can take away and apply to your own life or to the lives of your animals. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. And if you feel inspired, please do share with your friends and family. My goal is to inspire as many people as I can to live their best lives, to stay curious and to raise their consciousness and that of the collective. So to do this, I need to reach as many people as possible and this needs your help. If you feel drawn, would you be willing to share your favourite episode with five different people This helps us spread the word and also helps me encourage some exciting new guests to take part in this podcast. If you feel drawn to do that, I will be very, very grateful. All the links and discount codes where applicable for all the products that I support are on my two websites, katherineedwards.life and katherineedwardsacademy.com. All of the products are personally tried and tested by me my family and my clients. And finally, please do press the follow or subscribe button, depending which platform you're listening on. And above all, stay curious and stay free.